0: Hello, I'm Kevin Doyle, and this is the Floating Voter, independent.e's political podcast. It's been a week when yet again, hope was smothered by reality. The chances of ending lockdown receded by the day. The EU toyed with the idea of a vaccine war while simultaneously trying to play nice with the UK. And life has become so mundane that the Shannon by-elections are proving to be exciting. I'm joined, as usual, by Philip and Gabby. And with us today is the Lord Mayor of Dublin Green Party chairperson and Shannon Hopeful. Hazel Shoe. Hazel, you're very welcome to the floating voter.
1: Thanks, Kevin. I'm not sure how hopeful that hopeful is, but yeah, I'll take it. So. Well,
0: I, to be honest, I, I I was decided not to be mean in the intro. We'll save that <laughs> as we get into conversation. But you could be called Shannon No Hoper, couldn't you?
1: Yes, I well, there's a pact between Fianna Fall and Fianna Gael in place, so I think it's it, it's uh it's pretty much limited. But that doesn't mean one should not try anyway. So uh, yeah, No Hoper but- is probably quite. Accurate.
0: (laughs) But if your own party isn't even backing you, why are you doing it?
1: Well, um, I'd like to clarify that since I I did say, uh, talk to Gabby about it uh, yesterday and the day before, is that the party decided under a myriad of reasons, uh, between not having enough time and that there's a coalition and that there's limited chance of, of success, perhaps, that uh, they won't have a selection convention. That didn't mean that they weren't allowing anyone to run because previously there was a motion on that as well, not with the executive, but a different meeting where uh, it was proposed that no one could run and that uh, there will be no candidate, no one could put their names forward and that no members of the parliamentary party will back Uh, or nominate anyone that motion fell so so as such it it became this well we're not selecting or endorsing a candidate but anyone could run and this is the thing myself and another colleague Councillor Eva Downing were both interested and if other people were interested uh, it would have been great if they came forward as well because I had a chat with Eva and uh, Eva was looking for nominations herself as well so it became kind of like a normal Shannon election where you had candidates and then there were outside panels inside and this is why I'm kind of curious on this one because a lot of people are, are quite interested in this and I get that but I, I'm not quite sure why there is so much um, issue with it, because it's not like it hasn't happened before.
0: OK, well, we'll get to that and we'll maybe discuss some of what has gone on in the Green Party this week. But maybe, Philip, first, for, for those who, you know, don't uh, wake up in the middle of the night wondering about the state of Shannon politics, maybe just give us a lie of the land of exactly why we're having two by-elections, who are kind of the key players in them and what the, the, the likely outcome is.
2: Well, there, there's two seats. There's one on the agricultural panel and there's one on the industrial panel up for grabs. Uh, Michael Darcy, I believe, was on the ag panel and the person who left the... She doesn't come to mind. It Sinn Féin, Alicia, Alicia McCallion. Alicia yeah. McCallion, of course, yeah. So she's gone there. As, as ever, so Philip has
0: done his research. It's a good as good job. Yeah. <laughs>
2: More um, well, I mean, research so, show. Yeah. <laughs> and these, so that's, that's where the, the state of play is. The two government parties have come together. They have said that uh, Fianna Fáil will have the, the seat on the industrial panel through Gerry Horkin, the former TD, and Fianna Gael will have the, the seat on the agricultural panel through Maria Byrne, again, another f- former Fianna Gael uh, senator. Now, the basic maths of it all is that the two government parties, those two, without let's set aside the Greens for a moment, have about 100 votes um already going into it if you count their tds and
0: senators um because only tds and senators can vote in this it's a, in an this. in-house so the, vote
2: yeah yeah so the electorate is basically about um there's a 220 20 uh, uh, votes to be counted so fine gael have 100 of those so and there's a majority of the, uh, the green party it looks like will also support the government in this um through i think your 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 pals in the Shanod, don't seem to be big fans of of Hazel's anyway, so I'm not sure she can rely on the votes of Pippa Hackett, uh, Rushing Garvey, or Pauline. Uh, that's great yeah. And so that's that. That's the state of the play. So what, what um, Hazel will be looking at is to, there's a, there's independence there. We've seen uh, Lin Ruan and others support her candidacy already, and um, because they they believe that there should be a bit more diversity and gender split in the Shannon and Sinn Fein is at play in the I think Sinn Fein is at play in well,
0: they're the, essentially backing Ian e. Marshall, aren't they? In the that's in
2: the agricultural thing. panel. The option for the industrial is Billy Lawless. I'm not sure that they've taken a, a full decision on that. So there's there's a 34 votes or so up, the, uh, or more than that. And um, sorry, about uh, 41 votes or so up for grabs there. And um, I presume that'll be something Hazel try to target. Um then you have the kind of independence, um, the rural kind of independence. I'm not sure that they. Well, this, Hazel is very convincing. Uh, Lord Mayor of Dublin
0: doesn't really represent the the yeah, people I of know. Ballygo backwards. Maybe she can she change enjoys. the Healy. Race. Oh. Maybe she could get the Healy Rays to vote for someone in Dublin, which would be an extraordinary
2: <laughs> accomplishment in itself. Um, so, like, it just that's the problem facing Hazel is that there's just. Not a lot of votes out there up for grabs. If she was to, get, even if she was to get the forty-one votes from Sinn Fein, there's a whole lot of other vote. Maybe, maybe Labour, maybe Social Democrat supporter. But it's just, it's the maths just don't add up this time around. But, but so Gabby, but
0: before before Hazel tells us that it's just a family having a tiff, like all families do, her decision has caused consternation in the Green Party, hasn't it?
3: Very much so. Um, you know, so of course last night's. Uh, f- Green party parliamentary party meeting which we don't actually hear very much of um even though it does happen every week and um, there was three
0: there's less of them to leak from it but yeah. that's
3: right and of course the the greens do sign ndas which means that it's very difficult for reporters uh, to to get some information from them but um there was three motions that were tabled uh, to, to the party um, one of which was a motion of no confidence in the chair, and um, the second was that all parliamentary, uh, the the parliamentary party would vote for government candidates. Um, and
0: Hazel, what was the third one?
3: What was the third one?
0: Hazel, <laughs> <laughs> remember dig um, her out here, God, uh, dig her yeah. out of this hole. Let
2: oh, me man. check. Then she'll have
0: broke the non disclosure
2: agreement, and she'll get done for that. Oh well,
1: yeah, it could be that. <laughs> Uh,
0: but uh, anyway, Gabby, it, it's it's not that important in terms of the general picture is that the party has been split along two lines and it's almost split along the Eamon Ryan side of the traditional older Green Party and then the Catherine Martin and the... Uh, I don't know, would we call them wannabes or would we call them the the young disruptors?
3: Well, certainly the ones that want for a little bit of change. So the third motion actually was that it's not compatible to run as an independent candidate while remaining chair of a party. Um, Now, I know that uh, the motions were put by the three senators that were mentioned there and um, it was agreed that they would be deferred to a future parliamentary party meeting, the date of which has not been agreed. So what does this mean? Um, You know, there is disruption in the Green Party and you know Pauline O'Reilly went on the radio this morning and said clearly it's not us that are causing the disruption but it's you Hazel um, and of course it's no secret that you know Pauline Pippa and Roisin are you know fans of Eamon Ryan and they did back him in the leadership vote of course the leadership vote was very slim Um and and you know we know that Hazel you backed Catherine Martin and of course she was the one who nominated you for this position and Again, Pauline O'Reilly going on the radio and saying, "Well, you've got high, fr- high friends in high places, and that's how you got your nomination." So it is—it's another headache for the Greens that really is not necessary because this actually should have been such a good week for the party. You know, you've launched this climate action bill; it's been really long awaited of course saw the initial draft a couple of years ago and there was you know there was people a lot of people were unhappy with it and now we have this revised bill and it's a big triumph for Eamon Ryan and the greens and suddenly here's the spat you know within the greens yes you are running hazel but realistically the numbers as philip said there don't add up it's unlikely that you're going to get the seat so why run
0: now hazel you thought gabby was the nice one (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, he is a nice one just
1: uh she she's more pointed which is good so you know what you're getting or what you're about to get and the thing is why run because uh there needs to be more than just three men on the ballot i'm sorry there, there does so uh if, if anyone tells me that it, it it's perfectly okay that it's only uh three men on the ballot then yeah okay fine that's your opinion but if you tell me that's right and that's what should represent our society these days I would seriously question you well let so, me
0: challenge you that because you mentioned a female councillor from the Green Party who would have run so why not back her and work with your friends in high places to put her on the ticket because it wouldn't cause the same sort of issue as the Lord Mayor of Dublin and party yeah, chairperson she
1: came to me because uh, Eva Eva is actually a very good friend and we, we've seen each other through a lot she came to me because she saw what, uh, what has happened this year I was at my door through the uh, position itself and her thinking was that there needs to be people of diversity like people don't like you and people don't come at you because not because of what you do Hazel because of who you are and and what color you are and she was very pointed about that and she said there needs to be a change and there needs to be diversity and it we need you on the ticket and she was very supportive and I think that's that's what happens this is the thing like we talk about leadership splits or or factions, but at the end of the day, I had colleagues who supported me because they wanted something different. They believed that it was high time in this current Current time in our society where there's a lot of divisive the rhetoric, they wanted something different. And they believed that by putting someone's name who has been prominent, who has championed these issues, who has shown that we need more gender balance and that we need people from minority backgrounds in public offices, they believe, well, this is what we're backing you for. Now, the thing is, Joe Ryan, uh, who worked in the Immigration Council uh, for years, saw this and realized why I should run. That doesn't necessarily mean if someone tells him to vote a, a different way, he won't. Like He's already being quite public to say, listen, if someone tells me there's a pact and we need to vote, I'll go vote that way, because that's, that's what we're in. But the thing is, there is no pact. We had the leader of the party say yesterday at the parliamentary party meeting that there was no pact. We had him say beforehand, an executive, that there is no pact. I'm able to say this because it's well documented. It wasn't just, I'm not breaking an NDA since it's out there already but to 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 Gabby's point why why do it when you can't win because it has to be done so I and I'm not saying this to be cheesy or dramatic going it has to be done but when are we going to start changing the system just because there are paths in place between two of the bigger parties doesn't mean that no one else deserves to run doesn't mean can I that just
2: ask can I just pick up on that point yeah the, just on like just separate to the Having non-disclosure agreements for parliamentary parties seems bizarre. It just seems a little bit is it, retrograde. Is not
1: normal? <laughs> no, I just no. thought it was the thing.
2: I don't think even Sinn Féin requires that. They have other ways of making you uh, comply with their codes of ethics. But uh, the, but I, I, I don't think any other party has a non-disclosure agreement for a parliamentary party.
0: Doesn't sound, it? Sounds like there's
2: a real lack that. of trust within yeah. the Green Party if you require each other to sign non-disclosure agreements for parliamentary party. And it's meetings. funny
1: because we didn't have those before. So we didn't have a parliamentary part well we didn't have a parliamentary party but uh we we didn't have NDAs before on executives or or any of those and it, it's probably part of of the party um scaling upwards but equally saying that it is to your point are there uh, uh, are there divisions there that need to be held yes and will we be healing them? Yes, but I think this comes part in the play of we need to do it internally, so.
0: But I do it internally, but I like I, I know what you're saying. You're kind of, in a milder way, rock the system. I'll put it in inverted commas. Is kind of what you're getting at is what you're trying to achieve in some sense, the old boys club, and, and to get in there and, and mix it up with them. But at the same time, it, it strikes me that actually, rather than, than perhaps rocking the system, you're actually rocking the government a little bit. Uh, and, you know, is it is the it? Government works? is the system, but, though, no? Well, Change as in the system. stability. Of- the stability of the government of which you are the chairperson of um, of one of the three parties. Yeah, in it. If
1: if if someone running, if a woman uh, of well, never mind minority, if a woman running for a Shannon by election that very little people care about, can rock the government. You gotta ask a question: What's wrong with your government? So and you gotta ask a question of what's wrong with your coalition. And I like to think that the coalition is stronger than that. I like to think that people work together anyway, and this in itself, as I said, it is uh, blowing out of
0: proportion. <laughs> but I'll, I'll translate that back. Sorry, Gavin, for one second. Just, but what's wrong with your government? Th- then that comes back to what's wrong with your party, does it not, Hazel? Because ultimately, this is destabilising the Green Party and anything that destabilises the Green Party destabilises the coalition. And that's kind of what I'm getting at.
1: But Kevin, has it destabilized the Green Party? Like so far, I've seen a lot of emails that have been supportive. I've seen a lot of people publicly to say it's been supportive. So so how has it destabilized the Green Party? Like I know people think, oh, your party's imploding over this. We're not. So like we have always been a party of broad church. That's a broad church. We've always had dissension from different places and discussion. And this may be part of it. Is it that it's more public, and uh, uh, and now, yes, and maybe that's something we need to keep in check. So, But I don't think, so to your point, that is is it is it making our party implode? No.
3: So. Well, I can tell you some of the ways that your party's not happy with you. For example, the Galway branch of the Green Party, I've written a letter to you for the national executive. They're saying very clearly outright that your position is untenable, um, and, and they're saying that, look, you've made an excellent contribution to the party, but... They're asking the national executive to, st- to even either ask you to step down or remove the chair. Um, Minister of State Pippa Hackett also wrote a letter to her constituents last night in Leash Offaly saying, look, your, your Shannon bid only undermines her, your role as the chair of the party, but also our position in government.
1: And I, I like some clarification on that, uh, if possible, from, from the Minister, and I will be seeking that, because there's been a motion put forward, and the motion is a motion of no confidence. But the motion isn't based on any rule that I've broken. So, or or um, of my position, actually, because the motion got deferred, there was no putting of any, any uh, accusations whatsoever. So to the point of the two letters, which comes from constituency groups, I know Galway is, is Senator O'Reilly's constituency. So my question is... Is there others that are coming forward? Because so far we've had, um, I know Oshino Councilor Oshino O'Connor had, had tweeted out today. There was a, a, a letter from, I think, 15 odd, or 10, 15 councillors that were fully supportive of me taking this, uh, going for this position. There have been various other groups that have written in as well that perhaps didn't then send it to you, well, not saying they send it to you, but uh, perhaps it didn't get to, to yourselves, that there has been a lot of support. So I guess this question of yeah, I, I fully get yeah, some people are not happy with me. And I'm absolutely happy to have those discussions and to bring those motions. But I would like it not to be via the media because they all have my number. So and they all have my email. And equally, then on balance, there are also a lot of people that are in support. So if we look at then the members, that it's up to the members to to decide on whether my position is untenable or not. And I'm happy for them to decide that.
3: I, I, I can see the letter here. It's 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 ten green councillors, including your right uh, councillor Sean O'Connor, who've expressed their support. Will you be reconsidering your position as chair? No
1: until members my my member sorry, my position of chair is constitutionally mandated the members are the ones who elected me so it is up to the membership to decide that i am no longer uh, i no longer should be their chairperson. if they so wish to propose uh, a special convention which I know mm-hmm. the Galway greens there are are looking for then um I would stand up in front of the members, make my case and have them decide and the two-thirds of majority of membership needs to um, tell me I have to go, and I'll be happy to go then.
2: Can I ask one question about this? Now, I hundred percent take your point about diversity. A hundred percent take your point about gender. When you look at some of the candidates uh, lining up for the Shannon, you don't go like, "Wow, the Seanad is a reforming institution and is representative of all that is good and, and different in Irish society." And even even the, the the parties who had the opportunity, like Fianna Fail, to to select someone of. Uh, with a, with a different, with a minority ethnic background, if you fall had a chance, or even a woman, they, they, their, their, uh, their parliamentary parties decided against that. Um, but is there an undertone to what is going on here? And excuse me for being conspiratorial now, but that yourself and Martin and the and Martin family, who includes, let's not forget, Vincent P. Martin and her husband Francis Noel Duffy, and all that's associated there—the inner circle of rebellion—that they are using this, and not using you, but you are um, an active player in cahoots with them to undermine me, uh, Ryan, rather, on every at every turn.
1: Philip, if I was out to undermine Eamon Ryan, I wouldn't stand in front of a whole press corps and say I have absolute confidence in him. He delivered one of the, the fact most... You have
2: to answer that oh, question. No,
1: no. but the fact is, Philip, I'm going to answer the question. The fact is the man has delivered one of the most ambitious climate bills we've ever seen. As, a, as Gabby says, it's something that well, it should have been talked about this week and I would like to talk about it at some point as well. Mm. But it is the case that he has done a lot of hard work and we are... We we are there to support him. Uh, his TDs, the ones that you were talking about being rebellious, they have been the ones that have been voting with government. So um, I, I think mm-hmm. pretty much, uh, in totality. So they, like, <laughs> if people think this is a, a heave or a cool, it's not a coup, it's not. So because. Um, A
2: stalking horse, I think it's called. Well, (laughs) it'd be
1: a pretty bad one. So, uh, (laughs) because at the end of the day, like this heave of leadership doesn't happen this way. So, and uh, to your point of, is there more than that? No, I spent my year talking to kids and talking to adults about how diversity is important. I've had like people right in left, right, and center saying you're an inspiration. Which I I know I sound notion-y saying that, but it's not me that they're looking at. That's inspiration. They're looking at the fact that there's someone different in the role. That's an inspiration. Oh no,
2: I I 100 take you are a formidable politician, and I would predict that you will be going far, even if even if this doesn't work out. Well, well, I just love the. of its not—it's so not a coup,
1: and it's not a heave, and <laughs> it's not some leadership contest in the background because, well, it's not.
2: But I mean, you and Eamon, he won't even take your calls. He's missing your calls <laughs> on purpose. You're you're ignoring his.
1: Well, you miss his calls apparently. <laughs> well, I called him back at three o'clock yesterday. In fairness, and we did talk. So, um, but. <laughs> but you don't think he
3: should be leader of the Green Party, though? What said I- again? <laughs> But you don't, you, you mean, you back Catherine Martin in the leadership contest, and you did say also yesterday to journalists that, you know, 15 years, if we do have an election in a couple of years, 15 years would be a very long time for him to be leader. So you don't believe he should be leader. You're backing him, but you no, do No, no, no.
1: Be- the question was, do I have confidence in him now, and do I think he should be leader now? Yes, I do. Do I think he should be leader in the future when there's a the next election? Well, there needs to be new no. uh, the new change then. So, so, but there's, it's two different questions here. Like, if... Whether he should be leader now and I have confidence now. Yeah, I do. But so. why does just
2: not get on? Why can't you just not get on?
1: <laughs> just get on. <along. laughs> uh, we do get on. I, well, we we do to to like most colleagues. So like it it we we don't not get on. We just don't always agree on the same thing. He may not agree with me on this, and that's fine. That's that's his prerogative. So
0: Another argument, Hazel, I've heard made, which is, you know, we're we're talking about women in, in powerful roles and roles where people see them. You're the Lord Mayor of Dublin. You know, the Shannon, like, I tell you what, if we did a straw poll, if I walked out here, I, I'm in Glasnevin. Philip, you're in Stoneybatter, I'm not, Gabby, where are you?
3: Uh, Beaumont.
0: Beaumont. If we all walked outside our houses and went up to 100 people and asked them, who's the Lord Mayor of Dublin? I suspect that we'd get a majority could probably say Hazel Chew. If we walked out and asked those same people to name two senators, they probably couldn't. You're in a far bigger role now than, it doesn't pay as well, but uh, it's it's a more high-profile role than any senator.
1: And I I like to think I've done a good job with it. So, and the thing is, there needs to be change in the eruptus. So at the end of the day, you have Eileen Flynn there at the moment being told that she's a token when she's doing a fantastic job. You need to have representation and you need to be reflective of your society. So yeah, it may not be as high profile and there may be not as much nicety as here, but it, it it's what we need. So like, and... And I'm I, I, like, I don't know how to, to say this without sounding uh, offensive to some people, but unless we're willing to change this and unless people are willing to actually support it and back it, it's always going to stay the same. You will still always have the same guys on the ballot that, that have, have, have previously been sanitized. And that's nothing to be bad on them. So and this conversation of whether I should be on the ballot or not is exactly the problem as well.
0: But that aside, right, I know you're admitting that your chances of winning are, are slim to none. But the is it not a bit of an insult to walk away from the Lord Mayor's office where you have a huge platform? Um, and if theoretically you got into the Shannon, I, you, I would think you would have far less of a platform, to be honest.
1: No, and... For the Lord Mayor's office, I I do have a good platform, and I'm been very grateful and honored to have had this platform to do what I'm I have done. So, but it needs to continue as well. I and mean, you need change on a policy level. Like my role here has been predominantly ceremonial, but I've made it less so this year due to COVID. I've been able to do a lot of things thanks to the council and the managers and executives working with me. I've been able to work out work a lot of actual practical changes when it comes to projects, and I've been able to feed in the policy. But a lot of what is wrong with our systems and a lot of wrong what's wrong with our society comes from a policy level. And until you're in that house changing from, from the ground up, changing the policies to it, then you, you're not fully represent uh, centered. It, does that make sense? As in, this may have a bigger role, and it is an honor to have this role, but I would very much like more diversity in the practice to start changing
0: things. Do you think there'll be any sanction on you for having that press conference yesterday in Stevens Green without getting permission?
1: Uh, that's the thing. I know Gabby had asked me about that. I am very sorry. I didn't know first. I know it, it, it sounds like, well, I'm just apologizing for for it, but it, it is that I didn't know I needed it from um, OPW because I tend to take walks around the green quite often and it's a public park. So, um, and I didn't want to, have it at the front door of the mansion house to put this role or any part of this role in this dispute re- at uh, this repute so so i am very sorry if i was supposed to get a uh a um, license or anything for the. I didn't even think it was an event. I emailed some people. I didn't think they'll show up. Some people showed up. That was great. Thank you for showing up, folks. But um, yes. So apologies. It wasn't supposed. It wasn't meaning to skirt anything or to avoid anything. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy to publicly apologize
2: to people for that. But it, but was it a breach of a bylaw?
1: I don't know. <laughs> you're better. You're better at telling me than but, I am. But maybe Gabby knows.
2: I, Gabby knows. Is-
1: I've seen things like wedding ceremonies in there. I've seen things like in the last couple of months with people with COVID that there's been kids' birthday parties, wedding ceremonies, and people wandering and walking around. So I don't know. So, Gabby, for you?
3: Well, certainly my understanding is that just because you do something doesn't mean that you're allowed to do it. Um, And certainly from talking to the OPW yesterday, they don't permit any events at the moment due to COVID. But they don't allow anybody to hold under their bylaws it is not allowed to hold a public meeting, and you know, of course, of course, we were speaking to journalists there yesterday. So that would have const- that would have been a political event, and that is included under um then one of the nineteen sixty two bylaws.
0: So slap on the wrist for you for on that one, Hazel.
1: Oh, well, I'll gladly take it. That's the thing because I didn't know. So I, 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 having Gabby tell me, well, it is violation of a bylaw. I'm I'm happy to to apologise to to.
2: Still, Will you present yourself at your local Garda station? <laughs> um, I don't
1: know. Should I? No. You guys are advising me on this since like, you told me about
0: it. Uh, um, can, can we just talk a little bit about your work as, as Lord Mayor before we finish up? Because it has been a very unusual year being Lord Mayor in a pandemic. Do you feel that you've missed out on some of what you might have been able to do in that role? Obviously, there's been very few public events
1: it's been it's been very different, but like you 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 said it earlier this role is is um yeah well, I don't know if you said honor or i said honor, but it is a huge honor it's it it's something that like not everyone can have and it's it's only 352 people that's been there and it's an office that's hold, held a lot of weight but it, it has been different there used to be an event every day here I think over six seven days you would be able to have public meetings here you'll be able to engage with the community here and you'll be sent out to about five events a day that has all not happened we've hadn't had a single event here all the kegs went back so uh yeah I think I'm the first Lord Mayor that didn't blow uh, there, Patrick didn't there.
0: just like have your own
1: <laughs> so, probably shouldn't say that but uh but no my my point is like I I would say it's been different but it's still it's still worked in different ways because I I've done different things in terms of um, set up task force to to look at homelessness and be able to present to the minister i'm doing an integration strategy that hopefully will be more fit for purpose rather than sit on on the shelf for the city and looking at integration and inclusion and then the COVID mobility stuff i've been tying in with the transport department to do a lot of so i've been backing strand roads like away i've been looking at segregated lanes and i sit on the department of um um culture, arts and gale talk and sports for the nighttime economy to look at what we can do in terms of our city and every other town and city in Ireland uh, in terms of nighttime economy. So It's just in, some one issue in, you
2: touched on earlier, I think. Yeah. You touched on something earlier um, just about the, the, the ex- your experience of being in politics is very has been very different to, to other people's, I think, in that the, the amount of abuse that you have got and the amount that you've been targeted by these kind of fringe groups and people with sort of bizarre understandings of what Ireland should be and what it should look like but it, it, you've, you've experienced it firsthand in like in that office there like with, with protesters outside and in your own family home and all did, like did, does that, in, that push you to to go further in politics or does it kind of dent your confidence in any way or how does that what does it what does it do to you? <laughs> This
1: conversation started with yourselves asking me why I'm so gung ho on running for for a seat that I have no hope in. It's because like I've had everything from protesters to the door. I've had people joke about how my car should blow up when I turn on the engine. I've had someone tell me that um, my three and a half year old should be masturbated over by uh, by asylum <coughs> seekers, and this, do you, this is the type of crap that's not. Normal, nor should it be normal. And if I'm, if I'm to be able to look at my three and a half year old in the eye and tell her that we need better representation so that people will see that this is. This is a good thing, that people in different uh, minority groups and diff- uh, and any gender should be in, in government office. This is what I need to do. So it may be a fool's errand, but on a personal level and on a professional level, it's really important to me. And I've explained this uh, <laughs> to to the cows come home, to, to my colleagues, to my party, to yourselves. And uh, as you can see, a lot of my colleagues support me because of that and because we do need to change things. Otherwise, continuously, your far-right group Oops, we'll we'll hold on to that. We'll go, well, like, you know what? We don't need any immigrants in public office. They just ruined the pot. Oh, we don't need we, we don't need them uh, taking our houses or taking our jobs. And that narrative will very quickly start getting hold. So and until we change the landscape and change representation better, then we won't be able to push back. So.
3: So, yeah, mm-hmm. Laisal, I mean, that's vile. That's horrible stuff to hear. And I'm, I'm sorry to hear it. I mean, how do you deal with that? How do you how do you keep coming back and saying, you know what, I'll actually run for the Shannon uh,
1: I have a really tough mom. So, um, no, like, honestly, I, I I did think long and hard about the Shannon run before I even thought about it. So because I knew A, it was a fool's errand and B is it worth a word the grief. Because let's be honest, anytime I put my name towards something and have it out there, uh, there's support from from people. But there's also equally uh, shit that gets thrown at me. So so like I I I'm not staking up my head up here above the parapet for the laws i'm saying it because i actually do think it's important and how do why do how do i do it it's it's because i have a kid so i think that's putting it simply i like to think that in 20 years time it'd be different for her like in in that in 15 years time 20 years time she won't get the same shit if she decides to run for office so or if she decides to do something that's more public in life so so yeah so like be it that it's selfish me thinking about my kid but I also think it's about the next generation of people that's the same age as her that happens to be
2: has mm. Hazel has anyone ever been prosecuted for any of the stuff that you've ex- you've had to undertake or deal with. <laughs>
1: In fairness, the uh, serious crime um, division of the Gardaí have been really good. I've actually owed them a whole bunch of stuff to send to them because they've come to the House, they've taken statements, they've been very, very helpful. I just have to follow up and actually send them stuff as well. And uh, we're doing a uh, um, um, webinar tomorrow on hate crime and how we're going to protect people. And the Gardaí, the Assistant Commissioner, is going to come on and actually talk about that as well as the Department of Justice. So, like... There are work being done when it comes to things like this to ta- tackle and enforce. So, Philip, to your point, yeah, the Guardia are doing something. Can they prosecute? I don't know. And mm-hmm. is this why we need a change in the hate crime laws? They even
2: identify some of the people, though, that you know, are targeting with this. Like A lot of it is obviously on anonymous trolls and things like this. So it's kind of impossible to catch some of these people, isn't it, as well? It
1: is, and you never, like, this is the thing, it's keyboard warriors in some cases. Some other cases, maybe you can identify them because you do have groups that are uh, prominent in certain far-right groups, and you do recognize some people that's that's mm. out there as well. So I'm not saying that they're the ones that, that are um, being abusive, but I think it all ties in together, so.
2: What kind of, yeah. just back to the campaign, what type of... Um, how is your canvassing going? like are you are you looking across the board? Are you gonna hit up some Sinfols Singalers, Sinn Fein, Tds, senators? Like, is everybody call up for grabs?
1: everyone. I'm gonna call everyone because like there's like I, I know there's a lot of divide in politics. People have their own camps, but at the end of it, like your your politics that work well sometimes and the things that get achieve is when people actually work together. So I'm gonna be hitting up everyone. I'm gonna call everyone and hopefully um some people would consider voting for me. So if you're listening, this, vote
0: for me. So just to finish up, Hazel, on a slightly lighter note, I think you mentioned there that you sent the kegs back. I presume that's the free Guinness kegs that get sent to the Mansion House for the Lord Mayor's yes. use, as, as is her prerogative. I have one other question, though. Have you got to go in the golden carriage at all? because obviously that's the big St. Patrick's Day thing the Lord Mayor goes out in the carriage down that's your
1: final question <laughs> yeah.
0: we've, we've had a lot of serious talk and a lot of politics I w- I want, like <laughs>
1: um, they had to actually put the carriage here for a shoot for uh, leading up to St. Patrick's Day so myself and Alex Cheekly my three and a half year cheekily climbed in and Patrick c- came in as well so that was the, the time I got to go into it so.
0: but you didn't get to like that was stationary you didn't get to like quiz around Dublin in, in lockdown
1: no, no I, I think there was only one Lord Mayor that got to whiz around to their wedding in it actually so uh like yeah that was the only story I heard about whizzing around Dublin in the garage I think normally it goes to the horse show and that's it uh, or St. Patrick's Day as well.
0: Mm. Oh well you know maybe if uh if you finish up in June don't you?
1: I do there will be no whizzing around before no. that I, I doubt there's going to be even events in here that's the thing my aunt hasn't even come into this house yet she's like Horribly angry at this stage, but like it's a different thing. And hopefully, for the next Lord your Mayor, it'll go back into a more normal routine where the house gets used.
3: Can I ask just one last question, Hazel? Because I know it certainly is the case for me. My parents, of course, I'm Lithuanian. So, some of the things that happen in Ireland to them, you know, there's still. They don't get it. They think it's bizarre. Your family must just be in awe of you living in the mansion house and everything that you go, you know, you're, you're doing photo ops in the carriage. Like what does your family make of all this? My family thinks it, it, it like, uh, it's, it's funny because my
1: mum never knew what a Lord Mayor is, was, yeah. so and um, neither did any part of one of my family. So, and um, they, I like to your point, I think they just think this is really bizarre. And because they don't yeah. get to come and visit and see us in the house, they just kind of look from the outside and go, Oh, yeah, she's just hiding in there. So so it is like my dad was supposed to be coming over for our wedding in June, he won't be anymore. Mm. Uh, so I don't, I think everyone thinks it's a bit strange. And I'm almost positive half of my family, especially my aunts think, that I'm all kind of gone notiony, and that I'm just like yeah. Whereas, um, yeah, I hope they get to see us soon. But yeah, it and is- I presume
2: all of Gabby's family in Lithuania marvels at the fact that she's on the Irish independence political yeah. team. <laughs> That's
3: a good question. Yeah, they- Do they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they buy the indoor every day. Over- <laughs> They've
0: got <put> online <laughs> premium subscriptions.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Are your
1: boss is listening. Is that it?
0: <laughs> uh, well, but I suppose. Energy- I suppose, Hazel, maybe it's a blessing then that at least you won't have to explain to the relatives what a senator does. Um, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> or a TD in Vernons, I'm married to one and they still don't understand what he does. So, apart from Sue, the government. Anyway,
0: so... <laughs> oh, <my goodness>. okay. <laughs> well, Hazel, I, I have to say, I appreciate your candour, if nothing else. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast, but that's all we have time for this week. My thanks to Philip and Gabby, uh, as always. And to the Lord Mayor of Dublin and self-confessed Shannon Nohoper, Hazel Chew. We'll be back next week with more from The Floating Voter.